It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. Today, the Cincinnati Bengals, I should say Tuesday, the Cincinnati Bengals cut down to 53 players on their roster. This is the initial cut down. And the caveat for all of these conversations, James, as your hand mask has dropped from your face, is that it's not going to be the final roster. The 53 man is going to change between now and week one. It might even change between now and the time you listen to this podcast. Almost certainly we'll see roster moves happen on Wednesday, but we're going to start with the surprises. We'll go position by position after that. Talk about the roster composition in its initial form. And then we'll talk about some guys who were cut by other teams and maybe some other moves that could follow between now and in week one against the Minnesota Vikings. But before we get to those surprises, James, let's hit on some injury notes. The questions that we had about, will they go on the 53 and then to IR or IR to 53 for guys like Joseph Osai and Hakeem Adeniji were answered. And Joseph Osai officially now done for the season. He goes to the injured reserve before the cut down to 53. He will not return in 2021. That is incredibly unfortunate, but we'll look forward to his full recovery and hope for his explosion in the future. And for Wyatt Hubert and Hakeem Adeniji, Zach Taylor clarified that they were on the non-football injury list. Those injuries must have happened when they were working out away from the Bengals facility. And as such, they have a chance to get back this season. Torn pectorals tend to take six months to recover. Hakeem Adeniji's injury happened in early June. Six months from then, we'll put you in early December. Both guys, if they're not active by week 12, would automatically go to season-ending injured reserve. So the Bengals have until week 12 for one of those two guys, or both of those guys, to get active. But they do have a chance at coming back, which Joseph Osai unfortunately does not. Yeah, with Hubert, I think it's extremely unlikely with Adeniji maybe 60 40 no to yes of him coming back but i do think there is a chance and a path for it because he injured himself i I think we looked it up right before we started recording like beginning of june so there's a chance he can get back and by then they may need him who knows what happens uh, on this offensive line but i think it was kind of a i don't even want to say creative way but we really hadn't talked about it this way it was either like full season or carry him on the roster in in one or the other and they they found a way to do that where it leaves the door open i think at least for identity hubert seems a little uh a little wishful thinking right a little optimistic if you think about him coming back but who knows maybe identity's is back out there you know practicing in october early november and we could see him back out there in games by the end of november early december 
That would be a relatively quick recovery, all things considered, for pectoral, especially for an offensive lineman. I mean, this is obviously something that every NFL player uses. In fact, it's recommended, I looked at this yesterday, that torn pectoral recoverers or or sustainers don't return to bench pressing for like eight months or nine months after the surgery. So even if he's back, he's going to be limited in the weight room. Who knows if the upper body strength will be there, will be ready to return to football. He might be relatively healthy and be able to start doing things, but he might not be able to get into football game shape. So we'll see what happens there. I don't mean to throw a bucket of water on you or anything, James, because I would love it if Adenergy could get back and bolster tackle depth late in the year, get a look at how he's progressing. But that is the injury update. Let's talk surprises. I think the most surprising move of the day for most Bengals fans, James, was the Bengals' decision to keep Mitchell Wilcox at tight end three over Thaddeus Moss. And this comes, what, two days after Joe Burrow said that he thinks Thaddeus Moss is going to play a role, maybe even an important role. I don't remember Burrow's exact words for this team this year. And instead, Thaddeus Moss breaking the news himself on an Instagram story post that he then deleted that he didn't make it. Wilcox did look more athletic. I think he has better size. I think he moves better. And Thaddeus Moss was a guy who was always going to have to make it by, you know, reliability, technique, special teams contributions. And while he did have a nice preseason game three, wasn't enough to overcome the the size limitations. I think some athleticism limitations could be back on the practice squad for sure. And it seems like uh, maybe Joe Burrow doesn't have that kind of pull to get one of his close friends and Thaddeus Moss onto the roster. Yeah, look, Wilcox is kind of the perfect blend between Mason Shrek, who was also released, and Thaddeus Moss in a way. I mean, he's a more prestigious pass catcher at USF, not LSU, right, like Moss was. But still, I mean, he was uh, extremely productive. They came out in the same draft class in, in 2020, both undrafted. But you're right, size matters. And Thaddeus Moss, when he's in that tight end line with Mason Shrek, Mitch Wilcox, he clearly was smaller. I watched him on a, uh, you know, and in, in lacked the size that you need to be, you know, as good as Sample or Uzama or any of those guys, really, in, the, in that tight end room. And I remember watching him specifically on one special teams play towards the end of Sunday's game. And he was getting up and the ball was way downfield. And it was just like, oh, man, you're on you're on coverage team and you're nowhere near it because you just got put on your butt. That matters. And you pulled up and tweeted out the PFF scores on special teams from these guys. And Wilcox was clearly better. And so, like, Wilcox probably might not have as good of hands, but he was a more prestigious pass catcher in college, certainly capable of doing that. I agree with you on the athleticism from an overall standpoint. And he's better on special teams. So it, it's it's not a shock to me except for what Burrow said. And I would be shocked now as we sit here at nearly 7 o'clock Eastern on, uh, on Tuesday night if Thaddeus Moss doesn't make his way back to the practice squad because of the stuff we just said. He's undersized. He caught a few nice passes against third and fourth stringers in my, against Miami. No one else saw those nice catches I tweeted about or other beat writers tweeted about in practice. You know, he he got waved by Washington. It's not like he put a bunch of great tape out there last year. I think he comes back and I think he joins the practice squad and uh, that probably factored into their decision a bit. 
Yeah, and I think that could be the ultimate destination for Mitchell Wilcox as well. Uh, I think they will Maybe. be scouring the waiver wire for tight end help among a number of positions, but one name that we'll talk about later is Tanner Hudson, who the Bengals faced in preseason game one, the tight end from Tampa Bay. The next most surprising move, James, I thought for a lot of fe- a lot of people, not necessarily me, I thought this was writing on the wall was the conclusion I came to last night after the Bengals traded for BJ Hill is Mike Daniels ends up being cut. And we thought this might be one of those veteran cuts and returns. And maybe it is if there's a surprise injury we don't know about that needs a short-term IR. Looking at you, Khaled Kareem, uh, there's a way Mike Daniels might come back. You know, maybe he ends up on the practice squad. Maybe there's not a market for him, but I think he'll probably catch on somewhere because he did still show that he had some something left in the tank. And so a bit of a surprising move there, but I thought he was clearly behind Josh Tupo, who's younger and I think better. And they add BJ Hill to be that backup three technique. So this one, I think surprising to a lot of people, another fan favorite, two fan favorites really in Moss and Daniels and both guys who, if they're not with the organization in the future, you wish them the best, but honestly, ultimately not too surprised by either of these moves when they were announced. Although I had let people convince me that Thaddeus Moss was ahead of Mitchell Wilcox. Yeah, it, it was well, it was easy to see like the path to that, but you it, it's really hard to analyze the special teams value and and, yeah. and not like who's better on special teams. Because I could have told you Thad Moss wasn't gonna, you know, wow on special teams. But how big of a gap is there and is that gap sizable enough? And I think that's what it probably came down to. But Daniels, it, it stinks for him because BJ Hill just comes in. And that's it. Your job's potentially gone. And, and who knows where he ends up? I do think he's going to continue to play. I remember asking him that question last year. And uh, and so we'll see where he ends up. The other one, and I guess we get, we'll get to it next, his airness. And no, I'm not talking about Michael Jordan. I'm talking about the Bengals, Michael Jordan. It, we knew he went to third string. We, we could talk about that and a lot more next here on Locked on Bengals. But roster cuts, cut down day means Football season is here, and as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for pro and college football action this season. You can get all the updated odds, props, and contests in one spot. BetOnline.ag. They even have online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest two hundred thousand dollar NFL Survivor contest open now at BetOnline.ag. And best of all, when you sign up and you go to make that first deposit. Use promo code Locked On, and you're going to get a 100% welcome bonus, free money. Speaking of free, can you imagine losing a bet week one of the NFL season and still getting your money back? Well, you can if you take advantage of BetOnline's opening day super promo where you can make a bet on the season opener September 9th between the Bucks and the Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to 25 bucks. It's for new customers when signing up. All you got to do is go to betonline.ag and use promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. James, you alluded to the Michael Jordan cut, and that wasn't even one that I put on my initial list here for this show. The next one that I had on my list was Stanley Morgan and Trenton Irwin, but you make a really good point. When we were looking at those names in blue, if you watch on YouTube yesterday, the guys that I thought one of these guys will make the team, I thought Mike Jordan was pretty high on that list. And if not Mike Jordan, I thought it might have been one of the running backs, and we'll go running back versus wide receiver decisions next. But instead... Stanley Morgan is the extra guy they keep. And also Isaiah Prince, I guess. And we, I, I personally, that was a, a big surprise for me, Isaiah Prince. Agreed. Early, I thought maybe he has a chance. I'm talking like preseason week one, preseason week two. We knew the coaching <laughs> staff liked him. Um, we're excited to see how he progressed. I am still very surprised that he made this initial roster. And, and perhaps this speaks to some discomfort with, Fred uh, Fred Johnson being your only backup offensive tackle, or perhaps this is just we knew we weren't going to keep Jordan. We couldn't find a trade partner, and we want to keep an extra lineman for now because all of these guys that we're talking about right now, Mitchell Wilcox, Stanley Morgan, Trenton Irwin, Isaiah Prince, I think they're all still on that roster bubble. And by that I mean when we talk about some of these guys that could be waiver pickups, these would be the guys that they would be looking at potentially replacing or, or trying to get onto the practice squad, you know, tomorrow or in a couple of weeks. Yeah. I, I think you're, you're spot on with that. And to me, Prince might've just flashed enough for Frank Pollock and Jordan. It, it's kind of crazy to see his stock, how quickly it fell. I mean, we were talking, was it two weeks ago? I said the word optics about 52 times here on the Locked on Bengals podcast because it was bad optics to have your first depth chart out. And Michael Jordan, the guy who was at least partially, was it four weeks now? Well, it was before preseason game one, right? So that's at least three weeks ago. That's three weeks. Yeah, well, that's three weeks ago. Okay, so three weeks ago. It was right before preseason game one. Uh, So like August 10th or 11th. But he was number one on the depth chart the next week. Um, and, and, and so like we were talking about him doing that and then suddenly he's with the threes and he just, his stock dropped like a rock and I can't help but think that maybe Isaiah Prince just showed more potential, something like that, because they could have easily cut Prince and kept Jordan at least for another day or two to see how things even out or what they need to do. And they didn't do that. And yeah, they could have probably snuck Trey Hill onto the practice squad if they needed to, to keep Jordan. And they didn't do that. So clearly, I think they looked at Jordan and said, look, he is what he is. And it's kind of crazy to think about because going to Ohio State and all of his accolades that he had at Ohio State, it seemed like he'd end up being a good player, especially with a guy like Frank Pollock now teaching him techniques and and working with him. And he might be eventually. It it just might not be in Cincinnati. The guy's still young. He still has a chance. I just think that after last year, 
Maybe it was just never going to be in Cincinnati and there was some gamesmanship. Perhaps they knew what they had in those veterans. Let's see if Mike Jordan is dominant in the preseason and let's see what kind of tape he can put out there and see if we can get something in a trade because there were trade talks. We know there were. We're not sure with whom. We're not sure what the Bengals were offered. They end up waiving him instead. And the other thing that goes into this, of course, is the two rookies, Jackson Carmen and um, and Deontay Smith. Deontay, man, I've looked at so many names today that I, I know who Deontay Smith is, obviously. Deontay Smith showing a lot at guard. Deontay Smith, the guy we thought was going to come and compete at tackle. Instead, they think he's a good guard. And right away, he's going to be a backup guard. Jackson Carmen showing progression through the preseason, showing that dedication where he's staying after practice, as we saw for really like the last two weeks of training camp, getting extra work in, sometimes by himself, sometimes with Frank Pollock. And these things yep. perhaps enough to endear him to the coaching staff and show that promise that they're expecting him to eventually probably be a starting guard as they took him with that second round pick. So Stanley Morgan making the team a bit of a surprise as well. A special teams selection, I assume. We know what he can do on special teams. Still not sure if he's active. But the other thing with Morgan is you go back to his draft class and he's a guy that Joe and I liked in like the fifth round. And we were very pleased that the Bengals got him as an undrafted free agent. He showed some ability as a receiver. He had that drop that Trent Taylor ended up catching on the deflection. It's a tough play, but probably goes in the books as a drop for Morgan, who would have been drilled short of the first down marker incidentally anyway. But instead of Taylor, who was the beneficiary of that tip drill, it's Stanley Morgan and Trent Irwin, both of whom I think still somewhat tenuous roster spots. Trent Irwin making the team as a backup slot guy for now. Stanley Morgan as a as you know wide receiver seven and a special teamer. But when we talk about some of the guys available, there's some very interesting names I think at wide receiver, both in the slot and outside. And so we'll see what happens with that number five waiver priority the Bengals have. See how much they believe in these guys versus how tempted they potentially are by some of the waived players for sure i think they can upgrade like that's the thing is wide receiver defensive end offensive line obviously uh, all, all options right all players uh, or, or positions excuse me that you're going to potentially target and certainly take a look at uh backup quarterback are, are we sure it's Shermer? like like at, on the practice squad they're going to keep one on the practice squad they may go another route and there are plenty of, uh, of guys that got released corner is another spot so there's a, a bunch of areas and, and i'm sure i'm missing one or two that they could address that they'll be dissecting but yeah wide receiver it's weird we were talking about this and going back and forth like trent taylor i think you're going to get him to the practice squad because that weird fluke play where he he catches for 40 yards that's his lone really preseason highlight and that that wasn't that great, and it's not like he had a ton of stock when he worked out at your rookie minicamp earlier this spring. So to me, it, Trent Taylor might end up being your backup slot that you just have on the practice squad because these other guys, they can play there here and there, but it's not like there's an obvious, oh, Alex Erickson's filling in for Tyler Boyd when Tyler Boyd gets dinged up. They don't really have that. I think Erickson got released. So there is that. Uh, Did he? I, I, I think I saw that. I, I, maybe maybe I'm mistaken. I'll check as you talk. I know Kiki Kuti is a slot wide receiver name that stands out to me the most. He was released, and 
I, I by the think, same team, the Texans. And and if he's available, that is a waiver claim I'd be very interested in. There are a number of receivers out there. Let's quickly, before we talk about some of those waiver possibilities, just recap what the Bengals did. And uh, specialists, one of each, of course, Austin Seibert, no trade partner found. They keep seven receivers. We've talked about that. They end up with 10 offensive linemen, four tackles, four guards, two centers. And we'll see if Trey Hill and Isaiah Prince, I think those are the two that would be on the bubble if they do acquire anyone there. Uh, three tight ends, Mitchell Wilcox over Thaddeus Moss. I think Wilcox a bit on the bubble. And only three running backs. So Jacquez Patrick, Travion Williams, and Puka Williams, all practice squad candidates if they clear waivers. Uh, no real surprises on defense, I'd say. Five edge players, five defensive uh, interior defensive linemen, five linebackers, four safeties, six corners. All the guys we thought with B.J. Hill and Mike Daniels being the late change on the interior defensive line. And Noah Spence, I think, a practice squad candidate. As congratulations to Darius Hodge and Jalen Davis for making the initial 53. And what did you find, James, on Alex Erickson? He's released. Yeah. I'm upset. He couldn't make the Texans, and I'm not well, knocking him. Come on, Houston. Neither did Kiki Cootie, and I think he's actually pretty good. He was good last year. I don't know what some of these teams are doing, quite frankly. Looking at some of the players that were released from teams that were not deep necessarily at these positions, I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's just because we're not paying as much attention to these other teams. But let's talk about some of those names, James. And some of the positions we think the Bengals will be scouring the waiver wire for coming up next. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports and highlights on your phone. And you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for all the good stuff, right? And all those shows that you watch uh, with your significant other. Well, I want to tell you about a simpler way. A way that can keep everything in order and your TV in order without the hassle. And it's called Direct TV Stream. It brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows in one spot. No more juggling remotes. No need to buy more devices. Get rid of the clutter right now with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's DirectTV. Dot com compatible device required content varies by package. I know what James would say if he was talking about built bars right now, he would say that, you know, maybe some of these guys that got cut around the NFL, well, maybe they'll catch on somewhere if they just get on the built bar plan. And in all seriousness, I do wish all the players that got cut the best of luck. It is a terrible day for them. And I don't mean to make a joke at their expense. However, built bar is a fantastic way to supplement your nutrition plan and your workouts. They've got nine great flavors, coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, something for everybody, even that coconut almond brownie chunk that I love so much. And not only do they taste great, they're healthy. We talk about it all the time. 17 grams of protein on just 130 calories with four grams of sugar, on protein bars covered in 100% real chocolate. I don't know how you can beat that. So go check it out at BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. You'll save 15% on your next order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. James, I sent you a long list of names via DM that just stood out to me in my initial pass of players that were cut. And 
uh, one of the first replies I got besides Joe Goodberry telling me he thought it was a nice list, by the way, Joe Goodberry coming to this podcast in the near future, hint, hint, tease, tease, um, was none of these players excite me, uh, which, you know, they were all cut. So, I mean, okay. But some of them I think are better than some of the players currently on the roster. And you're very excited to say something. So I'm going to let you jump in here. I found the the guy. Okay. Isaiah Prince better uh, Isaiah. You know how you're talking about practice squad. He he better get that practice squad. You know his practice squad pants on. You know who was released today? A former Bengal, and it's I'm not talking about Alex Erickson. Andre Smith, Bobby Hart. Oh, two two former <laughs> Bengal tackles. Perfect. <laughs> Bobby Hart, baby. Mm. He can reunite with Frank Pollock. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? No. You no. want to build a wall around Burrow? Bobby, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right. So that, that was You're, my You just killed point. all of our listeners inside. It's, they all just they all just turned the podcast off. Hey. <laughs> no, they didn't. No, they didn't. Because they, they want to hear your list and uh and they want to hear my analysis about the list. So let's uh let's dive into this list. Let's start with offensive linemen who are not named yeah. Bobby Hart or Andre Smith, Ooh. who the Ravens did actually cut apparently at some point in the preseason process. Uh, uh, yeah. The ones that stand out, one unfamiliar name, but Houston has cut a lot of players that I'm interested in. And it's weird because Houston is not a good team. And uh, it's weird to want players who were cut by potentially the worst team in the NFL. But Kiki Cootie, we talked about earlier, the slot receiver for Houston. I think he is ideal if you're talking about a backup for Tyler Boyd. Uh, and that's absolutely somebody that I would use a waiver claim on. But since we're talking offensive linemen, Carson Green was a tackle for Houston, also played really well in the preseason. On the topic of tackles, Prince Tega Winogo from Kansas City was released. He was dealing with injuries. His rookie year was a highly evaluated offensive lineman in 2019 going into the draft. And you know, dealt with injuries, was okay this preseason, a little up and down, certainly flashed is a name that I would kick the tires on at least. And that's a loaded room. I mean, they made so many changes. It's hard to make the Chiefs offensive line right now. Also true, also true. But I think he was working with their second team and was a surprise cut for people that I Mm -hmm. saw that follow the Chiefs. So I would certainly be looking at that name. Bo Benchwahl, whose name I can't pronounce, played great for the Washington football team this preseason, a guard. And then Tyrell Crosby, we've talked about Ed Tackle. Those were my initial names on the offensive line. Matt Scurrow, we talked about yesterday as well. So some guys out there on the offensive line that I think could upgrade the Bengals backups when we're talking about Isaiah Prince and, you know, potentially Trey Hill being on this team that if I'm the Bengals, I'm considering and, and thinking about how do these guys fit in with what we're trying to do. That's fair. They need to. I mean, because that's the thing is like we know the Bengals offensive line isn't going to be the fifth best line in the league. But if they have two injuries, they can't go from the 20th best line to the 29th best line. That's what you have to avoid. Right. If if one of these Jonah Williams goes down and only plays 10 games or Riley Reef misses five games or whatever the case is, Trey Hopkins goes down again. Like they need to just raise that floor. And you're going to do that by making the right moves here. And, you know, maybe Isaiah Prince is it, right? Mm -hmm. Or maybe one of these other guys can help in the tackle room. You know, a Tyrell Crosby, which we've talked about. Uh, And and so we'll see. But hopefully they can 
find a way to raise that floor because that's the key. If they have the 18th best offensive line in the NFL this year, I, I would take it. But that means that they're going to have to to boost their depth any way they can. Yeah, and I'm not sure if it's any of these guys, right? Like when we're looking at this list of players, they're all players that were probably cut for a reason. And I was shocked at how many players, again, from Houston, I was looking at like, oh, why are there, why is Houston cutting players that I think can be useful in the NFL? And uh, there's probably a reason for it. You know, we're not covering these teams every day. And certainly if the Bengals do get one of these guys on waivers, well, we'll go to the people that do. That's the beauty of our network. We can talk to these hosts that have been covering these players every day. Some other players that stood out today, James, some wide receivers, quite a few. Actually, we've talked about Kuti from Houston, but Tyron Johnson, a deep threat from Los Angeles, the Chargers last year. You and I DM'd about him earlier today. Does that mean you like things when you do that? If you're not watching, this is on YouTube, my. What is oh, this? Oh man, the, the, I don't know. I think this is the superhero, Tyron Johnson. He, he turns the the Bengals wide receiver corpse into a super. You're gonna have to get him a damn cape. I mean, is it Tyron Johnson or Chad Johnson? I mean, he was really good. I can't believe they cut him. He's a deep threat last year that was productive. What are they thinking? They're very, very deep at wide receiver. Des Fitzpatrick, a rookie uh, the Tennessee traded up for, didn't end up making the team. Who knows what happened there, but not a great look, but was a guy that I know a lot of people were interested in in the draft. And Tanner Hudson, the tight end from Tampa, was a surprise cut. So when we're talking about pass catchers, those guys stand out. And I'm sure there's more names. I, I only had a few minutes to look through all the cuts before we started recording, but there are some guys out there at receiver that I think could help this team. On the defensive side of the ball, James, a lot of corners. I'm looking at corner because I don't think the guys that are going to be on this Bengals practice squad or even necessarily rounding out this room are currently in Cincinnati. And there are guys like Brianne Body Calhoun and Nickel Roby Coleman, Coleman, who didn't make their teams. Jimmy Moreland was waived injured, actually, uh, by the Washington football team. So we'll see what his health status is, but played well in the preseason. Isaiah Johnson from Oakland, crazy athlete with fantastic size. He was, uh, you know, fifth roundish grade for Joe and I in that draft. Parnell Motley from Denver, another corner. So quite a few corners that I'm looking at here that could potentially round out the Bengals corner room or be practice squad guys, depending on who they are and what the demand is. Because, you know, with Trey Wayne's being hurt and I think Darius Phillips being a better return man than corner, Jalen Davis being undersized, frankly, if he is relied upon in the slot, if something happens there, depth would not hurt. And I'm not sure they can make it work from a roster perspective, but these names did stand out to me. Well, the way you make it work is you put Trey Waynes on injured reserve, and then there you go. Like, if there's you your spot. It, yeah. Sure. And, and so, again, it's three weeks. So if you yeah. think he's going to miss the first two games – just put them on IR and then you get that spot. You can bring one of these guys in if you like them, right? Or, or, or it can be your spot for another position group. And that's how you do it that way. Cause you've talked about it, the fear and him re-aggravating that hamstring. You don't want to rush him back. And this is the second hamstring issue he's had. So there's your path to it. And, and I agree with you on Phillips, by the way, he's extremely inconsistent. And all this coaching staff says is consistency. They might as well like Belichick says, do your job. They say consistency. I mean, that's all Lewis said, Luana Rumo. And Zach's been saying it like crazy over the past couple of weeks to us. So I'm sure that's what he says in all these team meetings a ton. And Darius Phillips isn't consistent. I'm not saying he's on the bubble, 
But man, could you imagine if he gets off to a slow start return wise? Uh, then I, I don't know, you know, so that's uh, certainly something to watch. And I totally agree with you on the practice squad corners. They have to figure it out because I, I don't think Tony Brown is it. Uh, I, I don't think uh, the other Phillips is it. Like it's uh, they're going to have to find some other guys to round out that uh, that cornerback room. Maybe Winston Rose. I, I could see Winston Rose being one of them, but you're going to probably want a second corner on the practice squad. I don't think Winston Rose is a guy you're going to be super comfortable calling up. He's more of like a previous year's practice squad where, you know, if it's a lost year at the end of the year, maybe they get some snaps, but they're developmental and they're probably on the practice squad all year. Uh, the last couple names I want to mention, Bernardrick McKinney, linebacker for Miami ends up getting cut and Pernell McPhee, who according to those that cover Baltimore, this could be one of those veterans that gets cut and returns after a 53 man, uh, after an IR move is made. But if Pernell McPhee is available, the Bengals need help in terms of depth on the edge, especially if Cali Kareem is hurt and Zach Taylor would not comment on the severity of Kareem's injury today. Mm-hmm. So if Pernell McPhee is available, he would be able to step in and be a rotational player for you in week one. But I'm not sure he's actually available. He might just be going back to Baltimore tomorrow. Yeah, and, and you could certainly see that. One thing you mentioned, Jimmy Moreland. Mm-hmm. He was waived with that injury designation. Yep. He, uh, according to Ben Standig, it's a, a knee bruise, and he should be ready for week oh, one okay. wherever he goes. So there you, go. there you go. I mean, so he's very much in play from a health standpoint, I think, for uh, for the Bengals and all you know the rest of the NFL. I think it's worth noting that Jimmy Moreland did not make that team because he was beat out by former Bengal corner. Uh, what's his name? Ty... We talked about it in the Washington game. He played that whole Washington game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember his name now. Tyree Mick something. Anyway, he, he didn't make the Washington football team behind a guy who didn't make the Bengals previously. And so maybe the Bengals aren't interested, but that was a guy that we liked pre-draft and Maybe he's a guy that the Bengals will. Tory McTire. Tory McTire. Oh well. You, you we were, were saying Tyree. I was like David Tyree, my man. He he yeah. broke my heart in 07. I don't. Yeah, that's my bad. <laughs> like I said, I've been looking at a lot of names today. It's been a long day, but the Bengals are down to their initial 53. We'll see what roster moves come next, as this roster is not finalized. As James wants to get one last point in before we wrap up. Pick one guy on this list that you want. Um, I'll say Tyron Johnson uh, averaged almost 20 yards a catch, 25 years old, saw an article in LA that they couldn't believe that the chargers released him. Uh, Give me Johnson. Who do you want? I would say Pernell McPhee if he's actually available, but I don't know if he's actually available. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, A lot of these guys though, quite interesting to me. A lot of the offensive linemen, Bo Benchwal from uh, Washington, Played great. Absolutely fantastic interior offensive line play for Washington in this preseason. Anyway, we'll see what happens next. And if the Bengals do make a move, well, we'll have you covered with a full breakdown of whatever player the Bengals bring in. Until next time, Bengals fans, hootay, and have a good one. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. 
Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.